Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. The Daily the Daily Schnoz. Now, the day's biggest stories in the world of sports. The Daily Schnoz. Brought to you by Michael's Toyota of Bellevue. With a service department that's open seven days a week. It's truly all about you at Michael's Toyota. We interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. This is the Daily Schnoz. Slick, I asked and you delivered. There was one name I asked for you to get from Corvallis, Oregon. Yeah. And you well, provided. That's what I do. I thought, who would be the best guy to come on and talk about who would care enough about Oregon State football that they would come on and talk to us about And it? since Derek Anderson told us no, <laughs> Derek, he's a little busy. Derek Anderson. Getting ready for like, so the Ste- Patriots. Steven Jackson told us no. Yeah, right? he, he wasn't feeling it. <laughs> Sorry. So we had to settle on you, so Ron, Callen. Ron Callen. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well, and I think Derek Anderson could be the highest paid backup in the NFL. So yeah, not I mean, a bad that gig. Got a pretty good gig. Not a He's bad a gig. gig. Our old friend Ron Callen of uh, Cairo TV back in the day. Now Rip City Radio uh, 620. Well, I- I'm trying to find a, I'm trying to find something to wrap my arms around in this uh, in this game for tomorrow night. Certainly, I'll be watching. I watch all the dogs games, but. Uh, Maybe give us kind of the 20,000-foot perspective on this Oregon State team that uh, has uh, definitely struggled, I think, more so than most people expected going into this year in their non-conference. Dick, you're absolutely right. I don't think anybody who's connected to Beaver Nation thought things would be like this year three of the Gary Anderson era. I mean, it's been awful. I mean, they give up 58 points to Colorado State. 32 to Portland State and barely win that, 35-32. Then here's Minnesota at home. They give up 48 and then 52 two weeks ago over on the Palouse uh, against Luke Falk and the Cougs. A couple of those games were close until the late third quarter when turnovers and defensive breakdowns just cost them big time. So they're one and three, and here comes – this team from Washington, the only thing we can relate to is, you know, if, if you go back in Beaver history, 1985, when uh, the Beavers were 37-point underdogs mm-hmm. at Husky Stadium. And I was working, as you mentioned, for Cairo TV at the time, and I was standing uh, in the west end zone. Don James, the old coach there, was he had a stopwatch in his left hand. He was timing the hang time on his putters. And he kind of yelled out to his other assistants, hey, we seem kind of flat today, guys. Let's get going. But, of course, then the Beavers won that game 21-20. to So not a lot of hope for tomorrow, even though, hey, anything's possible like 1985. I think there's two things that will be really uh, that Beaver fans are excited about. Tomorrow in the second quarter, uh, Pat Casey's baseball team will pick up their Pac-12 championship uh, rings. Yeah, and then at the end of the third quarter, one student – is going to receive free tuition. They have to. They're, they're going to name off ten students, right? They're going to come down on the field. They're going to blindfold them. They're going to spin them around five times, 
and then the first person to walk on to the emblem that says free tuition, and they get $12,000 of free tuition. That's not, not too shabby. That's not too bad. That, that will keep people in their seats to halftime because I remember the last game two years ago I was there, and I, I, I want to say it was something like 50-7 to seven at halftime or 48-7 to seven at uh-huh. halftime, and I decided to uh, – to beat the uh, beat the rush out of uh, out of Corvallis and head back to Seattle, but uh, you know, talk about the uh, the situation at the quarterback position. Scary scene for starting quarterback Jake uh, Jake Luton last week uh, injured in Washington State uh, had to be carted off on a stretcher, immobilized. What is his uh, prognosis? And uh, tell me a little bit about Daryl Garrettson, who's going to start tomorrow. Yeah, Jake Luton. I was standing right next to where that happened. It was scary. He was out cold. They carted off. He ended up with a uh, cervical spine fracture, which is connected to the rib cage. And uh, they, they say he's week to week, that he could be back in, in three or four wow. weeks, but he hasn't even returned to practice yet. So uh, I think that's a, an optimistic uh, diagnosis. But Daryl Garrettson, I mean, this guy is the grandson of an NBA official. Mm-hmm. He is a guy that really is the most experienced quarterback on the roster. He's a senior. He doesn't have the arm of Luton. But he can run. He can scramble. When they beat California last year in overtime, he had the 16-yard winning touchdown to win the game for Oregon State. Uh, and he's determined. He is so excited about this opportunity. He says the Washington defense, they look so impressive. But, you know, I, I just think the Beavers are going to try to come out, have passion. They're all together. It's not like the team is split in any way. Right. Uh, they just want to show everybody they're better than what's happened so far. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, Gary Anderson and his offensive coordinator, Kevin McGiven, they're going to go deep in this playbook. They're going to pull out all the stops to try to make it a game. Because you're right, Dick, the last time they were in Corvallis, it was embarrassing. Uh, You know, Chris uh, uh, Peterson took the foot off the gas really the last two times they played in the second half. I, I think, was it last year or the year before, there were 23 straight running plays? Yes. In, in the, so, I mean, I, I'm hoping it's a game. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the Beavers, this is year three. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of Beaver Nation. There's that are the, the, the grumblings are beginning about, you know, we thought this guy was going to bring us to the promised land. I think all of us on our pregame, uh, preseason show uh, at the, on the Beaver Sports Network, you know, we were saying, well, they got a chance to make a bowl this year. You know, if these things add up, they could win six or seven games. But right now, because they have to play Washington this week, then USC, then Colorado, then Stanford. I mean, that's a gauntlet yeah. for any team that's in rough. the Pac-12. That's rough. Uh, we, got, we got some good weather there, there on uh, tomorrow. I know to here it's supposed to rain here pretty soon. So, uh, I don't know, are we going to get some, a rainy game tomorrow? It's been so gorgeous uh, here in the Willamette Valley, but – they say a chance of showers today and tomorrow, okay. but uh, hopefully no downpours. I'll tell you, uh, uh, they've, they've, we had a big downpour in the game against Minnesota, so uh, we'll see. But, hey, the Huskies are used to rain. Husky fans who are coming down are used to rain. No hopefully there will be a lot of fans driving out of five uh, with the purple and gold. I'm sure there will be. Hey, thanks, Ron. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. No problem. Ron Callen, join us from Rip City Radio. He will be on the sidelines tomorrow. In Corvallis, Oregon, when the dogs take on Oregon State. We'll get to story number two. Bring you this important bulletin from the United Press. Flash. Daily, daily, daily schnoz. Hey, Slick, you remember the uh, Beavers' last conference win? Remember We're when... talking about the Colts now. Oh, okay. I was just <laughs> I was just wondering if you remembered the Beavers' last conference win. <laughs> Mara, you want to guess who the Beavers' last conference win was? 
See, when we went to that, we hit the 30 second commercial and then we yeah, played that's the right. Thing. Yeah, but I just realized. And then just Derek like, Schultz is on the line. I was, I was looking at that. I was looking at the Beaver schedule last year and I saw a little W next to the uh, Civil War game against Oregon. It was. Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's 34 24. I, for, this, I had forgotten about that. You know that. what this 12 on my shirt means? You know what that means? <laughs> it's time to talk Seahawks. No, 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 no. It means I was 12 years in a row and we kicked your ass. Oh, so. uh, yeah. Now, ain't. Now ancient. we get to talk to you. Ancient, oh. ancient <laughs> history, ancient. as we ancient, all know. You can like, reach 18 months into your memory banks. Well, Derek Schultz joining us from Indianapolis, and right now uh, he's covering a team for uh, WNDE that, uh, I mean, maybe maybe the Huskies might have a, have a good chance to, to beat because it's it's been a rough start for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. And, Derek, welcome to the show. I, let's ask you about th- this Colts team. Let's say Andrew Luck was healthy and, and playing for this team. It still doesn't appear like a, a playoff-caliber team. So what happened over the last couple years? Because we kind of thought it was just going to be Peyton Manning leading right into Andrew Luck, and it was just going to be playoffs after playoffs after playoffs. Well, that's what it was initially, guys. You remember Luck's rookie year, they were expected to really not do anything coming off the 2-14 and 14 season. And then in 2012, they rattled off 11 wins reached the AFC wildcard round, made the playoffs. Uh, 2013, they go back to the playoffs. That's actually the last time that they played Seattle. They, they beat that Seahawks team, who, of course, went on to win the Super Bowl that year, mm-hmm. and then got to the second round. They got to the divisional round where they lost to New England. Same song and dance there. Colts fans are pretty used to that. And then in 2014, back to 11 wins, this time to the AFC championship game, and you thought, hey, let the good times roll. There's actually going to be no real outside of 2011 no real rebuilding project for this Colts team. And then week three of 2015, Andrew Luck gets hurt. The team has never actually confirmed this, but the speculation was that was the first injury in Tennessee, which included some kind of a a rib issue. And then, of course, later on that year, he has the lacerated kidney against Denver. He misses the rest of 2015. Last year, he has a concussion. He sits out the Pittsburgh Thanksgiving game. He also has a couple of other issues with his shoulder, a partially torn labrum ends up having off-season surgery this past January. You thought that he was on track potentially to be healthy and ready to go for week one, but of course that hasn't been the case. So that, guys, in a nutshell, is essentially what, what's been a two-year timeline, mm-hmm. almost exactly to the day of when Andrew Luck was first hurt to where the Colts are now. And when they've had a quarterback that's been playing at 75% or been out of the lineup completely, uh, you can see Brian Grigson's old personnel decisions have, have really led to this team very much struggling the last couple of years, just being kind of stuck in the mud at eight and eight. Yeah, let's talk about the rest of that team. Uh, you know, let's say Andrew Luck was healthy. Where are the spots on this team that would indicate that they could potentially be a playoff type team if they had their all, uh, you know, Pro Bowl quarterback healthy? Yeah, it's tough to find. They, they have some individual players that I think would be contributors on other teams and be stars on other teams. T.Y. Hilton's a great player, mm-hmm. uh, a guy that statistically clearly has been a number one receiver, even if he's not on that first tier with guys like Leo, Julio Jones and people like that. Um, but if you just looking at units, the defensive line, I feel like they've solidified. They brought in Jonathan Hankins from the Giants as a free agent to kind of plug up the middle. Al Woods is a veteran guy on that line who they like. They have a couple of young players in Henry Anderson and Sean uh, Ridgeway who they like. And then they really invested guys defensively in the secondary this offseason. Three of their draft picks were used on defensive backs, including their first two picks. First rounder Malik Hooker out of Ohio State and then Quincy Wilson out of Florida. Both of those guys have seen extensive action here early, as has fifth rounder Nate Hairston. It's still very much a work in progress. There aren't a lot of places where you look on this team and think, oh, okay, this is – 
this is a unit that's one of the 10 best units, let's say, in the NFL. And I, I think that's part of the reason, along with Lux health uh, why this team finds themselves where they find themselves statistically it does show that they have been able to stop the run a little bit um now is that because of the opponents they play i mean they played a browns team with a running game and isaiah crowell that really hasn't gone off the ground yet they played a cardinals team two weeks ago without david johnson so is it more the opponents or does this team really have the ability to stop their run like the 10th place ranking shows that they do no, guys, I mean, it's been great. In that 37-point uh, loss in week one to the Rams, they looked really good against the run. You know, when, when you're down five touchdowns, it's a little <laughs> bit easier, I guess, to stop the run. Right. Uh, no, in, in all seriousness, yeah, I, I think it, it, it's a little bit of a mix of both because, all kidding aside, they have been better against the run. And, and it goes to what I said before about them solidifying the front of that defensive line and, and especially the interior of that defensive line with Jonathan Hankins up front. So I do think it's an improved run defense. It's not going to be mistaken for one of the better run defenses in the entire league. But if you are looking for, you know, a reason for optimism with that unit, which was just awful last year, I think they were 30th overall as a defense last year. Uh, the run defense has been improved, but that's not saying a whole heck of a lot because it had nowhere to go but up compared to what it's been in 2015 and 2016. All right, Derek. Well, a couple of weeks away probably from getting Andrew Luck back and maybe you got some, uh, maybe you got some hope at that point. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. You bet Derek Schultz joins us from WNDE in Indianapolis. I don't think I have ever. Go, that's fine. Go ahead and play it. Well, that's the news. I'm out of here. The Daily Schnoz, brought to you by Michael's Toyota of Bellevue on Sports Radio 950. KJR. KJR. I, I know definitively. I have never, because I look at this stuff on a weekly basis, the silly you know, FPI rankings and what percent chance you have to win a football game. And, you know, I, I look at those things just for fun. There has never been a time I have ever looked at a Husky game and a Seahawk game and saw 96% chance to win and a 90% chance to win, according to the computers. I have never seen those type of numbers. So if you, if you just go on that math, Husky and Seahawk fans have an 86% chance to go 2-0 and this weekend and be really happy coming into coming into Monday. Let's not screw that up. Let's no. <laughs> let's not screw that up. 744. Hey, you want to give a shout out to Mario Bailey? He's in the house. 49451. Mario Bailey, the greatest receiver in Husky history. I think we have to all admit the greatest receiver in Husky history is in the house right now. 49451. If you want to ask him a question. Throw him a shout-out. We'll do that coming up next at 8 o'clock. Peter King will join us. 8.30, Rick Neuheisel. 9 o'clock, Mike Holmgren. Hugh Breedlove Millen's X's and O's at 9.45. And the score prediction challenge where you can win a Ram 1500 from Tacoma Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. All coming up on the back half of the show on 950 KJM. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.